Look, anyway, so how is y'all Sundays going? You won. I got nothing. Jamel, um, I'm very upset with you for not doing a red carpet for the NFL draft. I felt uh, neglected. Yeah, I know. I definitely should have. That was my right. Day. And the drip was off the hit. Uh, I know. I was watching the, hook, the game. Off the chain. What game? Um, the basketball. Yeah, oh. the players are on. NFL trumps basketball in every form or fashion. Juwan, who's your uh, professional team? All right, y'all, y'all don't have one in Alabama. <laughs> no. Well, we like, we, like, we don't have a, we don't have like a um a pro team pro like NFL. I mean, Alabama is pro with Jace. Yeah, but we don't have like a pro pro team, but we do have like a um league here. I think it's like um I can't remember. Let me look it up real quick. That don't count. We talk about the real draft, Juwan. Who do you cheer for? None of these niggas. Oh, all right. Okay. Well. We have okay. We have the um, USFL. The United what States. What the hell? <laughs> you do realize Goodbye. that's that's Goodbye. only gonna be around for two more weeks before it folds, right? Well, Goodbye, <laughs> so it's not it's not gonna last. None of these spring leagues last. They all fail. Boy, I'm trying to see. Uh, winning time tonight to see how Magic Johnson oh got the package. Oh my gosh! I watch Winning Time too. I know we oh talked my. about it, but still. That nigga is wilding out here. Yo. Have you watched the uh, Apple TV version yet? Or his There's story? Or, uh, oh, no. I haven't Magic's thing where it's like, where he's telling I haven't watched that either yet, but I love mm. Winning Time. Winning Time is really, really good. Yeah, Trey's uh, going to watch it live like when it comes on. He's in the other room right now. Oh, he's not watching basketball? Or all the games. Well, the off games are right? off. Right. The games are I'm, off. The Warriors mm, played. I watched played. it. The Warriors played Memphis, and oh, that was a good game. Yeah, that who who won that one? The Warriors. Uh, Warriors, like at the very last, like in the last three seconds, I think. Wait, who did the oh the Bucks play? Who? I missed that game. I'm looking right now. Oh, Boston. Oh, oh, they beat the shit Ew, out of Boston well, too. I, oh, good. I don't yep. like Boston. Well, everybody kind of. <laughs> oh, that was I a know one point game. Ever, I know you saw that episode where they were just like fuck Boston the, the whole oh. time, right? <laughs> when they went to play them, yeah, yeah, and like, that shit every was crazy. Two seconds they were just like fuck Boston, no, nah, it no, no, is no. fuck Boston. That's the, the the prevailing feel I have towards the Boston Celtics. Plus, that whole town's Same. racist. Yes. So yes. definitely, yes. I mean. It goes without saying. Did you just send something? I sent you the picture. I found my phone. It was next to the steak. I sent you a picture of the steak that I cooked for. Um, Why is it? Night. It's not done. It's very. It's done. It's uh, medium rare. Like they like it. Oh, that looks good. No, it. Do- I mean, if it was finished cooking, yeah. Are you serious? Oh my god, you casual. Do you what? How do you make? How do you eat your steak? Uh, medium. <laughs> Medium well, unless Maya tricks me and made me eat medium, which I was okay with. So, medium at the very least. Casual. Definitely. It's not, it's not, oh, it's alive still with pink in it. <laughs> like, it's not dead yet. I don't, I can't no. believe you don't. Wait, I got a question for y'all because we had an argument about this earlier. Okay. Is it wrong to put ranch on your steak? Uh, I would not call it a state country. That sounds disgusting. How? But I, I don't like however, steak sauce. Comma, I don't like ranch. It, where, first of all, if the steak is cooked right, you don't need sauce like my steak. That's Talk true. about it. That Talk is true. It. That is true. But I'm talking about on the reheat value. On the reheat. Steak sauce. I don't like ranch steak sauce. Ranch is disgusting. 
Well, Jamel, you're general, disqualified. I found one of your flaws because if you don't like ranch, I don't know how you're black. Oh, I can't believe uh, you don't like ranch. Right. I hate ranch. I hate ranch. Ranch literally goes on everything. Not that's steak. not child. They say that that's childish. How is ranch childish? That is. Who said ranch is childish? More than childish. No, my putting friend, ranch on steak. It's it's reheated steak. That is disgusting. I put ranch on my hot dogs. I would accept that. Ew. Yeah. I mean, I don't do it, but I mean, it's ranch goes. There is nothing that I wouldn't. Ranch goes on French fries. <laughs> yes. Uh, burgers. I'm chicken. going to throw up. What do you What do you dip your? Don't say you put you dip them in fungus. You do not what? use blue cheese for your wings. What are you talking about for your oh, wings. I, just, I don't. I eat the wings in the sauce that that they like are buffalo sauce. In. Yeah, or whatever oh. sauce. Like I, I mean, like if they're dipped in, I mean, if they're tossed in honey barbecue sauce or whatever sauce, that's how I eat them. I don't need an additional sauce. No, you do need an additional sauce. What if they just plain? I'll eat them like that. What about at uh, college parties when you, you were in the dry ass wings? First I, off, I, I, I'm I love plain wings, by the way. Well, plain wings are <laughs> naked good, or breaded. Naked or breaded. Yeah, plain wings are good. But yeah, like you know, I, I don't or need smoke. All that. Listen, I, listen a little ranch. I don't know how many times I have to say this. I'm from Texas. I don't need a whole bunch of extra sauces. Well, that's Texas true, people don't use know, ranch. Got, what the fuck is wrong with Texas? Game down. The, Shut up. In Texas, so yeah, I can understand. Ranch is not child. I just need to need y'all to know that ranch is no not child. ranch on <laughs> on steak is not not. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even insult children like that. Okay. First off, I'm sure that my godchildren love ranch. Do they not like ranch? They put ranch, they dip their carrots in ranch. Thank you! You can't eat a carrot without ranch. Tell them Paul, it's not Atlanta. Lights on you, it's not Atlanta. Nope. Clay Coat, it's not Atlanta. Nope. Decatur, it's not Atlanta. Nope. Gwinnett, it's not Atlanta. Nope. Roswell, it's not Atlanta. Nope. Fort Paul, it's not Atlanta. Nope. Lynn it's not Atlanta. Look, the North, it's not Atlanta. The South, it's not Atlanta. You niggas, it's not Atlanta. You bitches, it's not Atlanta. Back welcome to the End of That Out podcast, where we always keep it in. I am your host, Jawan, and joining me as usual are my two co-hosts. This evening, I'm going to start with the superstar, Jamil. How are you doing tonight, young lady? I'm doing quite well. How about yourself, good sir? I am perfectly fine, and back again, surprisingly, (laughs) is... Young Devin, how are you doing, sir? I'm I'm good. I'm glad you asked. I didn't think you'd ask me. I am doing fantastic on this wonderful Sunday evening. The NFL draft is go is is over with, and I have a question for the both of you. Mm-hmm. I know how Jamel's uh, first round went. Juan, how was your first round pick? Oh, that's right, you didn't have one. <laughs> uh, J- Jamel, are you upset with Tyler Smith being picked in the first round? Also, do you know who Tyler Smith is? Can you talk about something else, please? Okay, right off, because he is a walking holding penalty, and everybody is collectively laughing, laughing at the Dallas Cowboys, as am I. Can we please talk about something else? Okay, thanks. Jerry Jones is losing his fucking mind, because in that press conference, this nigga holds up his draft sheet, and niggas are like, hey, bro, that's the rest of the draft. You can't do that shit. He is out here, and I love to see a white man lose his shit in front of everybody. <laughs> so then, especially a racist piece of shit like Jerry Jones, the views expressed here are uh, the views of the whole Edit That Out podcast, not oh. just myself. And I can't wait till he ruins the Cowboys. Okay. Oh, uh, wow. First of all, 
calm the fuck down with I'm that just shit. Saying, I'm just saying. Let's calm your ass down with I'm that shit. Saying. Secondly, I do agree with you because uh, Tyler Smith does not have a mustache. <laughs> so um, there's that. Right. I don't really have much else to say about him. What school other is he than... from? Tulsa. What school did he go to? He went, yeah, he went to Tulsa. Oh yeah, yeah, there it is. See, where's Tulsa? At? That's somewhere near Alabama. That's Oklahoma, nigga. Oh right, Juwan. Uh, University of Tulsa, I guess I should say. Oh, is there a difference? Yes, Devin. Oh okay, right on. Uh, the Jaguars <laughs> drafted a nigga named Devin, so I am sure he's gonna be amazing. Mm. Or you can take so the he scene. Blows his knee out. Oh, <laughs> all right. What, what are we here for? That was just unnecessary. Especially with what I'm going through in the sports world. Mm-hmm. That is unnecessary. I would like to say that we are here for the offer. The I don't that? know if y'all have started this damn show. I, I haven't started yet. I'll probably start tonight. Uh, what the I hell is that? highly recommend watching that. You gotta watch. Let me um, put it like this, Devin. Have you seen... This is... Listeners, just bear with me. Have you seen The Godfather? No. God I thought you said you did. Seven. No, I have not. It's a show. I almost about... watched Seven last night, Jamel. You haven't, you haven't seen, seen Seven? Seven? No, you've been told me to watch it. I just said Damn it. Damn casual. This is what we're going to do. Just popped my head. The movies that Devin has not seen, <laughs> you're going to put them on a schedule. <laughs> you're going to make Devin watch them. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to record, either record his reactions or do a podcast about them. That's that's going to be our next level. Hey, man, that could be a Patreon. Listen, let us know. Let let us know, you know, email us or whatever. Um, Let us know in the Facebook group if that's something that y'all would be interested in. But yeah, Yeah. the amount of of things that Devin has not watched. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Devin, you know, Devin has his own life, but... It's just amazing that he that he Devin, missed. Devin, you would be perfect for like YouTube reaction videos. Uh, that would be. Also, I want to point out. Shit. I want to point out that there is plenty of movies that we did. Was that last podcast that you guys have not seen? That was, was last that was baseball. Podcast, yeah. Well, that was that was um last podcast in the segment that they did not hear. <laughs> right, 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 right. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> right. But um, but they were all baseball movies though. That's the, mm-hmm. that don't matter. They're still cinema, and oh, I've true. seen them. Also, uh, is this the last? Are we not here for what's what's y'all's plans for the multitude of madness or whatever the multiverse of madness? When is that? Oh, Friday? I'm going on. I'm going on Friday. I already got my ticket, so we'll be the, we'll be here for that next Sunday, y'all. I'll okay. Be, oh, okay. Next, okay. Whenever the podcast comes out. That's what I, I was just. Oh wondering. no, y'all, just nigga, wondering. you need to buy your tickets yesterday, okay? Because I right, I I can't even. I, we like the tickets that I got are not at the theater that we normally go to. We had to go to a different theater because the theater that we normally go to, yeah, that shit was like packed. So I was just mm. like, well, shit. So we had to go to a different theater because also COVID is still real. So I'm not really trying to be around a whole bunch of different a whole Dr. Bunch of people. Dr. Fauci said we're out of the pandemic. I was about to say, I thought that was over. That's a myth. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. I also have children under the age of five. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, we don't really go much anywhere because, you know, they can't get vaccinated yet. Well, we are really here for Atlanta. So seven, Trinity to the bone, child. But before we get started, uh, 
I had neglected to do something within the past couple of weeks, so I'm going to go ahead and do it uh, after our upfront here, is to read the listener responses off of our anchor uh, polls. So our last week, so a couple of weeks ago, I did a poll on Spotify for the um, episode Cancer Attack, and the and the um, poll was, do you think Wiley was a ghost or a physical manifestation from Alfred's mind? The well, results was right. The results were um yes no i don't know but that boy wasn't right so 50 percent of you all said yes which means 25 percent of you said no and i and the other 25 percent said i don't know but that boy wasn't right so yes he uh, people think that wiley was a ghost and i think it was a ghost <laughs> and candace gave us a um gave us a um, comment says because the question was, what do you believe the theme of the season to be? And Candace says, it seems like a think piece on how race and class intersects and the ability or inability to move within and beyond these constraints. I call it hashtag to come up, a hashtag to let down, which uh, thank you, Candace, for that comment. And that is very, very astute because we would definitely be talking about that in this particular episode. And on Season three, episode six of White Fashion with Moji that we did. The Q&A was, do you personally reinvest in your hood or is it fuck these streets? And Candace also comments, said, this is hard. I try to reinvest, but as the great Killer Mike once revealed, it's hard completely to buy to completely buy black. You know the details. I have a story, but it's too long here. I email you. Uh, thank you, Candace, again. I'm still waiting for that email. Boo. So uh, Thanks, those. Boo. Yeah, so thank those you. are the, uh, thank you. So those are the Q and A and um, poll results. Mm-hmm. I do a better job to remember to read those next time. But this episode, season three, episode seven, Trinity to the Bone, was written by Jordan Temple and directed by Donald Glover this time. And the tagline for this episode is "White people watching this be like pain." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, before I get into the young, <clears throat> uh, I want to I want to know what are the overall thoughts of this particular episode, I will start with the hater, Devin. Uh, hated it, but um, there was a... I did enjoy the little boy. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, Bash. Bash. Yes, Protect he, Bash at all costs. He Listen, is yeah. a treasure. Everything else was pretty terrible. I ain't gonna hold you. Mm-hmm. And Jamil? Um, I liked it okay. Um, I... I, I will say I prefer the episodes where the cast is in it, but uh, the because you know these one-offs, like I get it. Uh, I don't know, like I don't know. I mean, they're okay. Do you get like, it? Because I didn't know I was watching the right thing for the for like five minutes. I'm like, yeah. am I watching the right show? And I'm like, these niggas are gonna be mad at me. And I'm like, mm. uh, I'm is not this the show? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not. I wasn't horribly mad at it. Like. I know with these one-off episodes, you're going to get some sort of, um, like, thought-provoking thing uh, because it's really how white people react to certain situations. Like, we got that with the last couple of episodes, which is fine. Um, I just really want to get back to, you know, what our core group is doing. But I did have a couple of notes on Jordan Temple, the guy who wrote this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done a lot of writing on um, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Abbott Elementary. Oh, cool. Yeah, man. Like, he's, yeah, like, I, and hell, I, I think he's doing great, if I'm being quite honest. So, you know, um, it is what it is. Like, I had I had a good time with this episode. Um, yes, Bash is the sweetest little white boy 
in the world. I will okay. say one thing, Jamel. Mm-hmm. I've never done this before, but you are a goddamn liar. Ain't no way you enjoyed this goddamn episode. Oh my I do God. not believe you. I can't believe you. Um, no, I just feel like you're just a, being nice because it's black. Uh, so, did you not ahead. say Chet Hanks? Did you not see Chet Hanks? I don't know who that is. But we going to get into oh, it. <laughs> we are going to get into that. Is that a person? <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I, I forget you don't know shit. Uh, right. we, we gonna get, you're going to love it even more. Once okay. we tell you more about this. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Juan, so, how did you not like this episode? No, you know what? Honestly, um, the first time when I watched it live, I did not like it. So, but you know, I have to watch these episodes many times. You um, do? So like, yeah, I do because I rent it, so I got to watch these episodes many times. I'm sorry so to hear that, like, brother. To nail down what I think is a nail down a theme, and honestly, and it took a while. Honestly, it did take a while, but. Reading in those chatter online and kind of like digging down, digging deep into it, I actually kind of loved it at the end. I don't think it's more or less an examination like how episode one and episode um, episode one and two, episode three, four, five, all up to this point were an examination of liberal white racism, where white people were kind of like the villain of the story. They weren't. These weren't villains. They were just aloof. Yes, exactly. I don't think that these were t- were bad white people, even though I cro- I side eye brown one a little bit. But um, yeah. I don't. I think I think these were just um, they weren't connected to their child, and I think that's what that or was the culture. Or well, they don't necessarily have to be, but still, um, even though they invited the culture into their house. But I ended up- ign- that's that's a form of ignorance that is wild. That you're completely shocked by what all your child knows, but that shows a form of detachment. I think that was the point. Oh, okay. About them being terrible parents? Because they are awful parents, by the way. I just want to put that out there. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Okay, Mm -hmm. right on, right on. Uh, Juwan, I don't want to step on your, like, you know, being all real and uh, smart with your thinking about this episode. But I wanted the listeners to know that Juwan just admitted to everybody that this episode gave him Stockholm Syndrome. He had to watch it enough so he had to like it. He had to watch it that many times. Though Eventually, I started liking it. What <laughs> the fuck is happening? Well, I would say it's not... Wait, 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 Jamel, you heard that, right? Am I just crazy? Okay, all right, go ahead. All right, I just want to point that out to the listeners if they didn't catch it. Go ahead. Well, I would say it's not it's not my favorite episode of Atlanta, but I think for what it is, it's 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 um pretty good. So going into the recap, we are opening this time not in Atlanta, but we're actually in New York City, where a white man named Miles Warner is jogging through the city listening to Black Harlow by Sada Baby on the way back to his high rise apartment. Um when he gets there, he asks his wife Browning why their son Ronald. Sebastian Brownwin, why his son Sebastian hasn't been taken to school yet. And she informs him that their Trinidadian nanny, um, Sylvia, has not arrived yet. Sebastian is sitting on the couch watching the Proud family, which I noticed he was watching. Some yeah, black. yeah. And I love love those pointer sisters. And mm. yes. <laughs> Can we those pause real quick? Right. Can we please pause real quick? Which, which, which Proud uh, family character are you, Jamil? No, this, it, well, it's related to that kind of, but not really. Oh, okay. Ever since I'd say Proud finally came out, um, everybody has always said that I look like La Cienega Boulevard is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> look I'm up. just going to put that out there. Listeners, look her up. 
um, if you're on Twitter, you you've probably seen my 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 profile picture, so you know what I look like. No, that's I'm you. I'm gonna leave it at that. Stop. I so, know what you look that. like. Proceed. Oh yeah, I oh yeah, especially when your it, hair is straight. When my hair is straight, when my hair is straight, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. fine. Proceed. So he, like I said, he's sitting on the couch watching the Proud Family. He doesn't want to eat his um eggs Benedict that his mother got him for breakfast because it's bland. It's bland. It's <laughs> and or white. Yeah, well, eggs Benedict made correctly with the way I make it is actually pretty delicious. And I don't know what that is? What is eggs Benedict's by the way? It's poached eggs with um uh, with hollandaise sauce. Don't know what that means. I don't <laughs> okay. like I don't like poached eggs, so I I don't eat that. Mm. So he asked, his dad asked him, does he want him to put something on it? Uh, and he says spicy curry mango. And and uh, Miles is like, what? And he points to the refrigerator because Sylvia, because uh, she's a good black mama, she keeps some in there for him. Mm-hmm. And this one, because he's little, it's slight pepper. S- slight pepper. And Miles tries some of the uh, curry mango, but he almost chokes because it's too spicy for him. But Sebastian can handle it because he was raised by a black woman. (laughs) Ha! Talk about it. (laughs) To be fair, I was raised by a black woman and I cannot handle spice. I can't either. I'm not a big spicy person, but I mean, I can handle my own, but like. Like if it's like like death spice, like I'm I'm probably gonna be start choking too. But like I do not like hot sauce. I prefer spice. I actually I can handle spice. I like spice, but you know I have to cook for many people, so I can't use too much spice. But you know when I cook myself, of course. Um, Miles then receives a call and is informed that Sylvia has died. Oh shit! That stuff is really spicy. Oh my god! I already missed you. Mm. Hello? Hey, Bash. Yes? Really? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Eat, Bash. Uh huh. Of course. Of course. Sylvia died. <gasps> what, what what happened? Well, how? They don't know. <gasps> and both he and Brownwin are shocked at this um, bit of news. I want to let me uh, stop right here because it's obviously that of course well, we know that Brown that um Bronwyn Brownwin Bronwyn is it Bronwyn or Brownwyn Bronwyn 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 okay so let me ask let me just stop right here and ask uh, Jamila a question do had, when you um were coming up did you have any family members or did you know people that were domestic workers like that um uh no I we had a lot of educators. We okay. have a lot of educators in my family. Like my mom uh, was elementary school. My grandmother was ele- when I lived in Texas. My grandmother was my first grade teacher. Uh-huh. Um, I have like goo gobs of cousins that are element that are um that are uh, teachers. That's we just have a lot of edu- yeah. We have a lot of educators in mm. in my family. If they if they ain't educators, uh, <laughs> they're not they're soldiers. Mm. Or they work in some sort of government. That's just kind of what we do. 
Okay. Devin, did you uh, have any family members or new people that were in domestic work like this? This is being a nanny? Every, uh, same. Well, minus the soldiers part, but everybody in my family was education. Okay. Okay. That's that, that's cool. I, um, my great grandmother, uh, who I brought up at one point in this podcast, she, she was a kind of a nanny, but she was mostly like cleaning people's houses. Mm. Um, but I do know people, I do have like tangential family members that are domestic workers and work in our nannies. We had one in employee for a while. Um, so it is, yeah, so it's interesting that they, um, that they, he, uh, they uh, listeners, I also want to see that he said he had one. Now he has multiple. Just wanted y'all to catch that. <laughs> no, she's, she's in school now. So mm-hmm. she's in she's school now. So no, not anymore. <clears throat> But My yeah. best friend is a is a nanny. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Is she young? Is she a younger or older person? She's my age. Oh, your age. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so the kind of person that um Bronwyn wanted to um get again. So, so after hearing this news, they get a knock at the door, but no one is outside uh, outside the door. But Miles sees an envelope with Sylvia's name, but their address on it. Mm-hmm. Bronwyn takes Sebastian to school and she's holding back um, tears. Sebastian asks his mom if she's sad because she missed yoga and and does she need to take an ocean breath? Uh, Yeah, because she did mention earlier because she wasn't going to be able to take him to school. They was kind of like going back and forth about who's going to take him. And she said, well, shit, well, fine, I already missed yoga anyway. Um, But yeah, he asks her that she need to take an ocean breath and and so she leaves down, takes a couple, uh, tells tells him everything is gonna be okay, and takes a few deep breaths with him. The last, I wasn't mad at this. I was not mad at this. I thought that was cute. Yeah, I wasn't mad at this. Now the last time we heard somebody say everything is gonna be okay on this show, though, Tupac died. So. Oh boy. <laughs> so later on in the evening, um, Brownwin calls Miles, and she's in a taxi watching a black fishing makeup tutorial. Because it appears that the model or the lady in the video, mm-hmm. is, or the person in the video rather, is doing makeup, but like they go from like like pasty white to like almost like brown. Like that's how the my G that's how the my G models do. That's how the white G models do. Mm-hmm. So they're coming up or talking about the best way to tell Bash about Sylvia dying. And Miles also mentions that he asked the doorman about the envelope to return it to sender, but the doorman claims that he did not see anybody, anyone leaving it behind. Brownwin also remarks how the teacher asked her why they weren't at Bash's family picture day, and the teacher asked her in front of Bash. Mm-hmm. And Miles is surprised because that it was even an issue because they couldn't have been the only parents there. I'm going to pause again. Jamel? I'm pretty sure you're an involved uh, 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 involved parent. Do, mm. Are you? But I know you're busy. But I know you know in your line of work you're a very busy person. Do you often te- do you tend to miss things? Um, if it's important, I'm taking off. Okay. Would you miss family picture day? Hell no. No, I wouldn't no, miss family listen, picture day. My my dad was a colonel in the United States Army, and he didn't miss shit. Mm. And put it like that. He didn't miss shit. Mm. So there's that. I, I mean, every recital, every ballet performance, everything. Like he flew down. Like my co- 
this is going to get personal, but my car got stolen when I was in college. Damn. He flew down um, early that morning to help me get everything sorted out and flew back um, like an hour later. Like, listen, my parents are were in still are involved okay and I like my girls are small but when they get like to more school age and they're starting to do more activities I'm gonna be right there mm. and that taught you your lesson to stop fucking with these little white boys didn't it like your car <laughs> stolen. it's a damn shame damn so shame mm, mm, mm. I'm so through with you okay proceed mm. uh no I um I would say this, you know, just personal by myself. I sometimes miss things. I, I don't miss like the recitals or anything. Um, I but I don't take it to school all the time. So like we split we split the difference on that. But I have missed some things, you know, being busy. But I know my wife Selena doesn't miss any. Later that night, they go into Bash's room to tell him about Sylvia. Hey, buddy. Playing. Wow. Look at this. This is a Cosmoceratops. Oh, wow. I love it. So cool. Hey, Bash. You remember that old dog we used to have mm-hmm. when you were... Mm-mm-mm. Well, you really love dinosaurs, don't you, Bash? Uh, did you know that some things go extinct yeah like dinosaurs and woolly mammoths like a meteor hit them maybe mm-hmm. yeah maybe or sometimes they might fall asleep and not wake up can that happen to me no no Mm-mm. No. No way. That only happens when you're really old. Can that happen to you? No, 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 no. But you're both old. Sylvia died. Can't she come back and say goodbye and then go back to being dead? I don't think so, Bash. But sometimes when people die, they have a special ceremony to celebrate their life, and it's called a funeral. Can we go to there? Maybe. Maybe. Me and Daddy just need to talk about it first. Uh, Okay. But they can't get the metaphor right, and so Miles just outright tells Sebastian that Sylvia died level with your children bro they're smarter than you think was it what well, he was about to say that what happened to the dog and she was like no like oh well they nope, go nope, to nope, sleep nope, nope. and yeah what she was the wrong way of saying about the dog oh, well she I probably guess... told him that the dog didn't die and the dog just like ran away or something like that i'm that's what uh, i figured okay. that could have been that could have been okay because i'm like why was that just a no-go mm-hmm. yeah a... they've been they've been coddling that little boy and i feel mm. like and that's the thing with like Children, like small children, they're smarter than than very a lot perceptive. Of, like adult, exactly, yes. they're mm. smarter than a lot of adults give them credit for. Like sometimes you just have to tell them. Yeah. Which is the dinosaurs like, like oh they got hit too. by a comet? 
like, yeah, like if they were here. just like, oh wait, you know about that? Right. Yeah, like, come on now, just give, just tell her, just love her. Mm-hmm. We didn't even have that conversation with um with with my daughter. I like like she'll see like bugs that like dead bugs like or whatever like on the outside of the house. And I was just like yeah, and she was just like oh that bug must have died. Yep. Yep, mine mine too. She um she's she understands the concept of uh, of death. So mm-hmm. yeah, so this they ain't moving no more. That's it. <laughs> yes. So Sebastian has the most tragic but cutest response uh, to this news. Can she come back and say goodbye and then go back to being dead? And I thought that was so cute. That was, that was, that really was. And he then asked, can they go to her funeral? And they're kind of like, they're going to, they said they're going to think about it. So at this time, they get another knock at the door. And again, no one is outside, but Miles. Strong knock too. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. But Miles once again sees the, sees the same envelope, this time stamped with second attempt. Brown like Go. you niggas have been dodging, dodging it now. This is my second time. Mm. I ain't gonna come back here no more. Or well, they like they're they like my I, all of our rent and bills are paid. Nobody has a reason to be trying to come find us. Right. You know? So like, who is knocking on the police? Like we're this is a black home. <laughs> so Brown goes through the hall closet and finds all the things that Sylvia left there, including dresses, wigs, and bags, which we will come back to later. And she says they should have hired someone younger. Um, they discuss taking Sebastian to the funeral, and Miles Miles thinks it's a good idea. Brown, when she she is hesitant about it, but she finally agrees because they can give all the stuff back to the family. So they go ahead and decide to take him. Um, personal question, Jamil, have they gone to a, a homecoming? No, homecoming. they were too young. Okay. Oh, okay. home going? Home, oh, yes. uh, no. Okay. Why I think you said homecoming? Look at me. <laughs> well, I did say homecoming. <laughs> so, oh. um, I think this is gonna sound terrible. Yes, I think yes, she did go to go to one, but it was kind of an important one, so yeah, she had to. Um, do y'all remember the the age y'all were at y'all's first home going? Um, I was about four. Th- I was probably around five or six if I, if I can remember it was kind of an important one that was close to more close to our family but yeah mm-hmm. it's my great-grandfather i didn't know i was poor so i didn't know him but yeah mm. in the marital bed brown is ta- is taking another ocean breath and then tells miles that maybe the next person they hire should be more metropolitan i could not tell if she was trying to say I don't necessarily. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm, this is something that I never have done on this podcast, but I'm gonna give her give a white woman the benefit of the doubt. I don't think that she was necessarily trying to say that the person should be non-black. I think she was she, saying American. I think that she, that's kind yeah. of that's what she meant. More Amer, more Americanized. Yeah. So, however, uh, well, Miles says that that sounds expensive, and she says Sylvia wasn't cheap. Miles says, well, Sylvia wasn't expensive. Um, but then Brown would suggest that they hire a Chinese nanny. Um, okay. Again, again, like I said, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt that I don't think that she was being like, you know, that she was being racist. I think that she was just being that she was trying to find somebody that was a little bit more Americanized, maybe. 
But Mao says it's hard to find a Chinese nanny right now. And she is startled by Brett by Bash being a creeper and suddenly appearing in the doorway, causing Brownwin to yelp. And Bash says that he can't sleep and she takes him back to the bed and he tells her how much. Sorry. He tells her how Silver used to rub his back and sings to him. Brownwin tries to rub his back, but Bash is like, you need to do it in a circle, bitch. And. Mm-hmm. And she also doesn't know. The, and he says, can you sing the sweet TNT song that Sylvia sings? But she doesn't know that song. So she sings some bland ass song about a beluga, beluga whales, um, which was a cute song. I can't really knock the song. It was a cute. No, nah, you can. Because at this point, I want to <laughs> go back to them being terrible parents. And like, even if you don't have that certain whatever song that the nanny uses, there should be a connection that you have with your child that works with them that again speaks to how detached and how terrible of a mother she is okay well you know what i can't even knock that that. i'm not that mad at Devin for saying that y'all really can't knock that because yeah it does go further to showing the disconnect that they have with their child like you said that she doesn't have that she doesn't have songs that she teaches him this he he obviously doesn't know this beluga whale song because he was rolling his eyes the whole fucking time so so i've made up songs for my girls Mm. so Mm. there's that there's always something that you could connect with a child about it doesn't have we have a nap time song we have a bedtime song but right now they're into mary j blythe so we paused the bedtime songs Mm. oh shit yeah. So wait a minute, Mary J. Thighs? Nigga wet. Um, uh, what kind of songs are they listening to to go to bed for? Family affair, uh, nigga, what you be? First of all, no. Oh, they, my bad. Um, they like My Life. They yes. like um, the slow ones we do. Um, so, uh, my three-year-old likes I'm Going Down. Mm. Um, they like you ain't Nita around. Baker. Yeah, they like Anita Baker, but my three-year-old oh, no, is. now, she she just started like really really reading. So like you know on Spotify, if you pull it up on your phone, you can follow along with the lyrics. So like she's like constant like she loves to learn. So like she's um constantly trying to like read more. So mm-hmm. she'll she likes to read along the lyrics while the song is playing. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, but she really likes um. <clears throat> Uh, what's that other one? Uh, All that I can say. She likes that one. I'm going down. Sweet thing. Yes. Okay. She likes that one. Yeah. Uh, my two year old likes Anita Baker. You know what? I will tell you the one Anita Baker song when I was younger. Um, that used to just get me every time, and I used to have it on repeat. Was Fairy Tales. I don't know if I know that one. Play, I play it for. I don't know any Anita night. Baker songs. That'll be tomorrow. Yeah, play That'll it for be tomorrow. tomorrow night. I. Th- I, I I believe they will like that one. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah. Like, I mean, right now, obviously, you know, they're kids, so they like Michael Jackson everything. But Oh, yes. Yeah. So, does, yeah, so we does. listen to I Want to Be Where You Are. Oh, uh. Sorry. Go ahead. Now, so, I must uh, be a quick question. Mm-hmm. Now that y'all went to MJ, because I don't want to talk about this episode. Uh, <laughs> favorite Michael Jackson song of each of you? Go ahead. Uh, Man in the Mirror. What is um, wrong with you? <laughs> It's gonna be a tie between Leave Me Alone and Billie Jean. Uh, no, not Billie Jean. Uh, 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 beat it. Okay. The Girl Is Mine is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember, hate oh, that one. Oh, With Paul McCartney? 
Oh my I do god. Not like that. Of course you'd like the one with the white man. <laughs> <laughs> I, Let's I continue, Juwan. I, I hate white men. Man, apparently you the, don't. Their dialogue on that song is hilarious. Proceed I'll, though. Man in the mirror and remember the time. The video? That's or my, the that's actual my three-year-olds. Song? Video and song. Okay. So I also have another question, because again, I don't want to talk about this episode. But, uh, like, do y'all have something that y'all had, like, with, I don't know who was, like, the the person that y'all were, like, close to. I'll give an example of myself. Like, when I was younger, I was always with my grandma. And so, like, she had, like, these really wrinkled hands. And, like, when I would uh, have a tummy ache, she would rub it. And it was, like, the way she rubbed my stomach was just, like, amazing and always my made me feel better. My mom would rub my back when I had mm. a stomach ache. Yeah, my mom would always rub my back, and I remember that, like, because when my my girls they'll say, "Oh, my tummy hurts," they don't really know what a stomach ache is, I don't think, but they just mm. say it after they eat. So I feel like they just full. So I'll oh, rub their back, okay. and they'd be like, oh, "Like, yeah, I'm continuing that on." Yeah. Oh, okay. What about you, uh, Juwan? Did you have anything my, as a child that you? Uh, my grandfather, my grandfather, um, and his mom was my great grandmother. Uh, I would hang out with um, them most of the time. Uh, they give you um, paps. Hmm? They give you paps. <laughs> you know what? Actually, uh, don't, my, do this. don't do this. My, don't do this. Don't do this. I do it. She tells Bash not to worry, but he says he feels worried, but she says that's okay. So the next day, I want to say, I want to say it's the next day, but I'm going to just go ahead and actually say it's the next week because you know, black people, we wait a week to bury our people. You know, white people bury people quick, but we wait a week. We get wait a whole week, so at least, yeah. So they had to basically they had to deal with Sebastian the whole week until they can go to the funeral. So they um as they drive to the um to the funeral, um Brownwin comments. Well, sorry, Miles comments how far they're going out, and Brownwin says they are practically in the islands, which yeah. I side eyed her a bit for that. Uh, but honestly, we do that shit too. <laughs> you know, that is true. we we do that shit, too. When we go into black neighborhoods, we go into white neighborhoods, we do the same shit. So in, in t- if she would have said jungle, then I would have just pointed we had more of a point. Moment. But technically, yeah, I'm not mad at the islands because yeah. Trinidad and Tobago yes, is she, an island. Yes. So. She was being accurate. So, yeah, like, it feels like it's racist. It's like it's like teetering on racist, but it's enough where you're just like. Okay, I'm, I'm watching you. Right. So, but, again, I'm giving the white woman the benefit of the doubt. You know, I don't think that course. she was trying to be. I don't think she was. <laughs> not of course to me. Be like, look at you trying to be like Devin. <laughs> but yeah, so they arrive at the funeral and they are greeted um, by Sylvia's fine ass daughter Khadija. Are you Miles? I am. Yeah, we met on the phone. I'm Khadija, Sylvia's daughter. Oh. Really nice to meet you. Our condolences. Thank you so much. She was so much a part of our son's life. Oh. You know, we we have some of her belongings here from our apartment. We want to make sure oh. we get those to you today. Oh, yeah. Great. Thank you so much. God, Rudge. Richard, stop it. Trust me, it's not as bad as it sounds. Cockroach has no place at our party. Eh, eh, and I bet you know what that means. You must be Sebastian. <laughs> Mommy used to call you her little curry mouth because you love our roti and it is eat plenty. <laughs> I heard so much about you, all of you. So all is staying for the week later, right? Yes, 
we as family now all you have to stay for the week later right and you have plenty of food it will have pilau corn soup fish broth doubles roti and as mommy used to say it's better belly bust than good it's food waste you know me heart eh, eh. but is that a little trini all you have <laughs> wow oh my gosh thank you so much sebastian you made me laugh today thank you that's great so a dude calls Miles a cockroach, and Bash says cockroach has no place at Falpati, which is actually a Trinidadian or true t- Trinidadian uh, saying meaning don't go where you don't belong. Mm-hmm. Uh, furthermore, what happens if a cockroach enters a foul coop? It gets eaten. In the same way, a person shouldn't go where they are not wanted, especially if they are not a particular social class. So basically, the guy was saying that the white people, why are the white people here? Or the white people don't belong here, essentially. So fine asking Khadija is impressed by Bash's Trini sayings that he learned from her mother and tells them that they are family now and they are welcome to stay for the wake and enjoy all the food, especially the roti. And mm-hmm. Brown gets an idea about a food truck that she wants to open. When she talks about all the huh. Did you notice how she was just like, oh, I've heard so much about you, Bash. You're a piece of shit. All of you. <laughs> okay, no, no, that was funny, Juwan. But did you hear when Khadija was just like, um, she said, uh, oh, I've heard so much about you, Bash. And then she looked at the parents, all of you. All of you. Like, Because <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't raise your children. Mm-hmm. So um, Miles is led by Khadija to a park in the alley, and she tells him to just leave his keys on the hood of the Range Rover, and Richie, who looks all of 12 years old, will take care of it. And Nigga, I thought they were about to Jamel his ass. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, you, you just shared that you got your car stolen. I did. Yeah. But no, like, okay, I'm not even mad at the white people for that. Like, I would not have done it. I'd be like, I'm going to just find a parking myself. Right. No, I'm not doing that. Leave my keys on the hood of the car. No. You know what? No. You know what? Actually, um, I have a I have a difference of opinion about that because like, I I think some people not some people um online were saying that they did not think it was realistic that this white man was gonna leave his car in the alleyway, uh, for it to possibly get stolen or vandalized. Mm. But I I think it was actually the most realistic, and at least to me for where I live or for not for where I live, but for where I uh, attended like funerals and things of that nature. Um, because a, I think a lesser show would have done the obvious stereotypical thing and either have the car stolen or vandalized. But since, but since we had that previous scene where Brownwin said that we are practically in the islands I believe had that happened, that would have validated the previous fears about going into that neighborhood. But um, having nothing happen to the car, which we see later on, they're just driving home normally. So having nothing happen to the car is better to me because niggas got nice cars. You know, That's n- true. niggas drive that was Range a, Rovers. That was like a, yeah, I was about to say, that was a Range, yeah. Range Rovers, BMWs, etc. And we go to our own neighborhoods we go outside of our neighborhoods we go to we, we travel to like our home or our growing up neighborhoods you know where we came where we came from every day 
Uh, and for the most part, nothing happens to our, nothing happens to our shit at all. You know. Yeah, but you don't leave your keys outside the car. Fuck that. I'm not leaving my no, keys on yeah, the fucking hood of the that. car. Well, technically, there was a caretaker, and he maybe did not care. That he was did. on his phone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But still, nothing happens to. For the most part, nothing happens to our shit. And it will, it's out of the ordinary for something to happen to our stuff, just like it is for a white car, white person's car to get vandalized. If anything happens, if anything, they feel like that is the norm for us. So it's a subversion of the expectation. So that's why I liked it, you know. Um, that's just my that's just my my opinion on it. But again, Juwan had to watch this episode eight times to find <laughs> something to talk about. Go ahead, I'm gonna let you land. No, but yeah, so he he's lit. So he so he tries to get Richie's attention. Richie's kind of like ignoring Miles, but Khadija just says it's fine. And if y'all, I don't know if y'all noticed this, but in the background we see posters for um, the Paperboy Homecoming tour on October 31st at Terminal oh. Five. Um, Halloween, happy Halloween. Yes. Yeah, so, and we know season season four of Atlanta, of course, is confirmed, and it was announced that the guys will be back in the United States and back in Atlanta. Uh, so, and it's gonna premiere in the fall. So maybe that was just a nod to when the episode, when the um, new season is gonna premiere. Uh, okay. Could be, could be. Um, Hope not. <laughs> well, you're doing it. So. God damn. So. Shit. While walking into the funeral, the camera lingers on Brownwin, who is carrying a Telfire purse, which is probably, in my opinion, since she said that Sylvia left some bags in the house, I think, I don't know how you felt, Jamel and Devin, I think that was Sylvia's purse that she kept. Well, she did say she had some things, they had like um, Sylvia's personal effects mm-hmm. that I they were going to Bra- give to the yeah, I think Brown was saw that that Telfar bag and like, oh, this is this looks exclusive. I don't keep this. But, I don't keep this. Oh, I hope not. Oh yeah, but it just it, it just felt like that to me. I just um, hope not. I mean, you could be right. I just hope not. Mm-hmm. So after viewing the body and being seated, they are approached by Devin, um, Sylvia's compare. He offers his childcare services to him because he was a little league coach. He's a spiritual therapist, and he installs TVs when he can. <laughs> Lord have mercy. And what was his had name? had a car, too. Devin. Oh. Uh, no, he, he gets popped in the head by his wife and told he has no shame. And they are then greeted by a white dude named Curtis who speaks with a very thick Caribbean accent who is played by none other than Chet. White boy Summer Hanks. Oi. My name's Curtis. Hi. Miles. Hi. Uh, this is my wife and son. Yeah, man. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Mm. So how you know Sylvia? Well, Sylvia used to care for Sebastian. Oh, serious. You know, Sylvia was my babysitter, too. <laughs> wow. Well, it's a sad day. But she'd be happy we're out here, you know. So, um, you grow up in Trinidad or Jamaica? No, it's Trinidad and Tobago. And no, I'm from Tribeca. Oh, your, your accent is so strong. Yeah, everyone says that. <laughs> I 
scream <laughs> laughed. At I don't know this. who that is. I was laughing entirely, <laughs> like, bruh. Like I almost threw up. I was laughing so hard. Devin, let me give you a little backstory. Chet Hanks is, I think, Tom. I, you do you know who Tom Hanks is? Come on, Jenny. <laughs> I, I, hell, I don't know. Okay, Chet Hanks is Tom Hanks's, I think, youngest son. Yes, Tom Hanks' son. Yes, and he is um, very, very uh, uh, appreciative of Black culture, especially Black Caribbean culture. Um, There is a video that he did, I think, on Instagram of him at, like, the Golden Globes when his dad was getting, like, an achievement award. Spoiler Uh, alert, you're here at the end of this episode. Yes, we're going to play it. Um, uh, where he uh, basically, I'm not going to do it because I'm not Jamaican, but he d- does a Jamaican accent uh, talking about Wagwan, big up to uh, Jamaica and all that stuff. And like Jamaicans were like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> you white boy, what are you doing? So he had to do another video. Like, listen, I just really, really like Jamaican culture. I'm sorry. I ain't mean to offend nobody. So the fact that Donald Glover had <laughs> this white boy play a a white boy <laughs> with a Trinidadian accent who had a Trinidadian nanny. I oh first of all, can I also say uh y'all not gonna get this, but shout out to Mike, my friend Mike. He knows why I'm shouting him out. But yes, bruh, this was the funniest episode ever. This made the episode for me. And I'm going to send you the link. Devin, I'm going to want you to watch it like right now so you'll understand why we laugh so hard. Yes. It did It did make me think of uh, Fun with Dick and Jane and their little boy because he talked in a, a Latin accent because of his nanny. Mm. Y'all never saw Dick and Jane? Uh, I did. I did. Do you know who I'm talking yeah. about? Their little boy when they were losing everything and they lost the TV and the nanny and stuff. You know, I think I, I think I at least saw that scene. I know what you. I saw, I saw the video. He has, he has, he speaks in a Latin accent, so that's what it made me think of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, when I saw Chet Hanks again, I fell the fuck out laughing the same. Bro. I cannot believe. And that was like, of course, Donald Glover's friends with Chet Hanks. <laughs> so of course, like, like, of course, Donald Glover would be like. Yeah, you gotta play. You know you gotta play this part, right? <laughs> but yeah, that was hilarious. So um, Chet tells uh, tells a Brown and Miles that Sylvia used to keep him as a child, and and because he has this thick accent, Brown ask, Miles asks him if he's from Trinidad, and Chet corrects him by saying it's Trinidad and Tobago. And right, no. he looked at him like, "Excuse you." <laughs> and that was and, funny, by the way. And no, Big he's up. not. He's from, he's from Tribeca. Nigga, Tribeca, like the <laughs> richest part of New York. The richest part of New York. Oh, okay. All right. Brown remarks about his strong accent, and he says, everybody says that, because as we know, I don't know, Chet Hanks is an authentic island boy. Stop it. <laughs> so during the eulogy, Brown notices that Sebastian is ad-libbing along with everybody else in the congregation. Bow your head and close your eyes. Psalm 34:18 says, God is close to the brokenhearted. Yes. yes. Loves those who are crushed in spirit. Yes. That means, even if you may not feel his presence, mm-hmm. 
the Lord is close to you. Yes, yes Lord. And if the Lord is close to you, Sylvia is close to you. Amen. amen. Let the church say amen, man. Let the church say amen. Amen. First of all, this Sebastian was giving me life during this part. Sebastian. That shit was fantastic. Sebastian was on point with these ad libs, yes. like, yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes. Oh! Yes. Cause he, cause, cause <laughs> Sylvia had that boy praying. Yes, his real, cause his real mama was black. Is black. Oh, was black. And black folks love God. Mm-hmm. And he That's knew. And he to. knows. He knows how to conduct himself in church. Mm-hmm. So he, he's ad He was giving me life with these ad libs. Um, we also learned that the Sylvia, way where where when uh, what's her name Brownlee's looking down at him mm-hmm. when he's literally got his his head down uh, praying. <laughs> like, do I need to follow this nigga? <laughs> Obviously, she didn't say nigga, but it was amazing. She was like, oh, okay. Just her looks at him, it was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Who, she kept like, looking like, who raised you? Like, right, like, we all to this, <laughs> right? Like, clearly you didn't. Clearly you didn't. <laughs> so we we also learned that Sylvia was a ballet dancer for the Alvin Ailey um, dance troupe, and she also sent money uh, home the money that she earned from taking care of um, these white children, she sent it home to, she sent some of it home to Trinidad for her family. And upon that remark, we see Sylvia, Sylvia's other daughter, fine ass princess, looking salty as fuck about that particular yeah. remark. Uh, and I know her brother kind of like looked over, like, what's your problem? You know, so we're going we gonna to get a little bit deeper into the princess. Um, and then in the most random ass moment, because Atlanta, has to have random moments of every episode. Someone named Gooch Lickman randomly airdrops Miles a photo of why animal's anus. And I was like, why? Look. I was confused. I was like, what? Is this like a joke that I don't get? I don't know what that was about, but okay. it was just a, it was just a random moment where he just got a he opened this airdrop and it was like an animal's anus. I can I don't even know what kind of animal it was. Who like I was like they have to have your number right like for airdropping. Well, if I think if you have your airdrops open, um, I know Jamel. Jamel, right? This is an Apple thing, so I know you don't understand what <laughs> airdropping. Pay attention. Y'all okay, go ahead. Get back to yeah. Okay. Get with this Apple stuff. Yeah, you you gotta have. I think if you have your airdrops open for anyone, they can just pick. You know, like it'll say Devin's phone or it'll say Miles' phone, and uh, it'll and you can just pick whoever you want to send something to. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, I thought you had to accept like airdrops. Well, you can accept them, but you can you can put it to where. Like you can, like it can be friends only. You oh, know? okay. But if you have them, like for everyone, anyone, like they'll just see your name and oh, just okay. do it. So, um, but it was just, it was just a random part of the episode. Um, Jamil, we're gonna stop talking about the Apple stuff right now. Oh, okay, all right, put the phone down. Even, even though, um, even though fifty-six percent of our listeners are no sixty or so are are on um, iPhone phone users. Back up. Y'all let me know when you this. <laughs> So no, I'm back. I'm, I'm back. literally on my phone right now. Let me know you're on your other. I'm back. I'm back. So you sure? So I'm back. iOS 13. So Persevia's <laughs> wishes. Persevia's wishes. Dancers from a uh, from um, a troupe that she started 
entered the ceremony to perform to uh, do a dance to her favorite song, Trini to the Bone, which is because of course, they noticed that you, you notice they like they made sure to say like make a note that like she had a huge ass life before mm-hmm. she was a nanny to all these white folks children like mm-hmm. like she like I think you said like Alvin Ailey mm-hmm. she did all of this other shit like and then she came to America and of course you know you kind of have to start all over you know with immigration and stuff like that so she worked as a nanny at, at, at like and did you mention like her children and what they're doing uh I'm gonna get to it but uh okay. yeah, I'm gonna get to it okay. when uh when uh this right now actually I'll so, wait, I'll wait. Okay. so during the uh so so during the dance um, everybody's getting into the dance. Even even Miles is clapping his hand. Of course, um, Sebastian, that's his favorite song too, so he's clapping his hand, grooving along with it. But then Sylvia's uh, daughter, Princess. Also, this is where I noticed the girl, the the middle girl in their dancing was fine as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, they're all nurses. fine. Well, I, oh yeah, I meant to say all of them. I, I meant to mention that one of the girls, like I think, is. On her back, she had on her shirt. It says "broke is a mindset." So I found that you know pretty interesting uh, that she had that um, just written on her shirt. It's probably a personal mes- message from the actress. So um, so Sylvia's daughter, Princess, then takes to the stage to complain about her mother abandoning abandoning them to take care of other people's children, and then she starts beating on the casket. Um. Yeah, like, oh boy. Where was she when you got jumped uptown and I couldn't find you for a whole day? Where was she when they broke into our house and stole my laptop? Where was she? Where was she at your finals, Stephen? She was providing for us. She was with other people's children. She should have been taking care of her own. That's enough, Princess. Stop. I needed you, Mommy. And where were you? So here's my thing about this, because I've went back and forth about how I felt about this particular this particular part of the episode, because while I understand how Princess, who I don't who I believe may be the youngest daughter, uh, seems like. Yeah, yeah. And this probably was during the time when during her upbringing that her mother wasn't around so much because she was being a nanny for so many families and not necessarily she was being a mother for uh, a nanny to, to uh, Sebastian because Sebastian is five years old. So that was later on in life, but still um, that she may have felt some kind of way. But based on the reaction of Khadijah and her brother, who is a na- well, I can't remember what they said the brother's name was, but um well, based on those people's reactions, they were trying to get Princess to stop. I think it was just Princess's beef, being the younger child, that the mother yeah. was. Yeah. You know. Because yeah, yeah, so, she might not have had a lot of experience, like a lot of time with her, because she was mm-hmm. busy taking care of. Well, you gonna get into it? Go ahead. Yeah, so I can understand that, but my thing is, 
okay so like i said i know people that have been domestic workers and and um people who i'm kind of related to have been there and i've heard like those same sentiments being spoke being spoken about um to this day there's someone i know that's a there is a nanny and while she loves her job it is very demanding um this person doesn't have kids of their own but still they are they're kind of the time that they spend that they can spend with the family is kind of limited in that respect. So I can understand Princess's beef, but being a nanny, that is a profession. It yes. is a demanding profession. It's something that you get paid, you you make can make a good living off of it. Unfortunately, and I would say like any demanding, any kind of demanding job you're going to have to split the time between that job and your family. So I kind of wonder, would Princess have the same beef if Sylvia ran a daycare or worked at a daycare? You know, That's a good question. I or, didn't even think about that. Or what if she was a kindergarten teacher? Would, would Princess would, still that, feel the yo, same That way? would be the most lit daycare <laughs> ever. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. Now... No, that needs yeah. to happen. <laughs> Those would be the most well-behaved children with an excellent palate for food. Okay. Right. So, Jamil, uh, you earlier you said your mom is a your mom is a teacher. Yes. Uh, so. Well, retired, but yes. Retired, but like, would you? Do you? Would you? Um, I'm sure, well, of course, I know you don't share these same sentiments of Princess because, you're, you know, because your mom was a teacher. But do you think that Princess had a legitimate beef? And would it be and if her mom was in a, another capacity like teaching children or working with children? Should she have this? Should she have this actual beef being that it is actual profession? It's a both sides thing. Because. Okay. Um, and I think we were talking about this like she was hardly with her children, which of course, you know, that's gonna have a negative effect on her children. Uh She was raising other people's children. That's gonna have a positive effect on them. But the fact that she was raising other people's children, she was getting paid to raise other people's children. And apparently she was getting paid well enough to send her own children and provide her own children with these um, opportunities because I think her son was like an NFL player her, or something like nephew. that nephew like it was just all of these different things that they um she was able to provide for her children which is why she worked so much mm. raising other people's children it's it's a double-edged sword type thing like i hate it for her children mm-hmm. but i don't like i don't know which side i fall on but i understand where princess is going is coming from because she wanted her mom yeah you know but her mom was busy out making a living mm-hmm. for her children right. by raising other people's children. So it's it's really it's really a toss up. Yeah, I feel you. And the reason, and like, it is her nephew who, because they didn't say what the other children, what her children actually did. I know. I think they say something about the um, um, brother was in had where was she doing the, his finals or whatever. But they didn't actually say what the other children did. But I want to point out that the, the children nephew, seemed like they were accomplished. Yes, they did. They very they seem pretty um they seem pretty well put together. Um uh, and the reason, you know, because the nephew um is in in the country because Sylvia pay, had provided for her sister 
and her husband to come to the United States, thereby rape, being able to raise, you know, her nephew, Sylvia's nephew in the United States, and he can get drafted into the NFL. So yeah, that's that yeah. Chet Hanks' parents' money. Tom Hanks paid for that. Right. <laughs> yes. So, 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 yeah, I feel it's a double, it's a double edged sorry. Devin, do Bro, you they have really anything? I really got Chet Hanks on this guy. I'm sorry. I'm not over. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Devin. I'm so sorry. Devin, did you have any thoughts about, you know, about what, because you said you like Princess. I'm assuming that's the one you had liked. So, you have any thoughts about Princess's actions in this episode? Uh, I thought I was very real and, uh, that's just a very real moment, you know. Mm-hmm. Those type of uh, feelings and emotions can come out at a home going, so that th- seemed very authentic to me. All right. You know, I don't honestly. I I'm of two minds of it as well. I mean, I understand where Princess is coming from. I do think that it was a little extra that she was being that way in that particular moment, and that's just to me because I don't really see. I don't see Sylvia as any different than. Um, the lady that lives in the neighborhood that takes care of people's kids while the parents are at work. You know, that's, you know, even though it's not an actual nanny profession, I don't see Sylvia as any, any differently. I think Sylvia was doing the best that she could to provide for her children in the chosen profession that she was in. And that's why I asked the question, what's, what is the line? You know, if it was a day, if it was a daycare or she was a kindergarten teacher, still the same, taking care of other people's children, getting paid for it. It's a profession. Where would Princess draw the line at? And I just I think Princess was just acting out with a lot of hurt and resentment because she seems like she's the youngest child and her mother just wasn't around as much as she would have liked. But sometimes those are breaks, kid, you know. So. um, So anyway, this um, prompts a fight between um two family members and chaos erupts as the uh, fight breaks out and for a random child just stands up holds his face and starts screaming at the top of his Bruh. lungs <laughs> this is the most chaotic shit I've ever seen. did somebody start hitting the few, uh the, the the casket i don't I, I know princess hit the casket i don't know yeah. if they the casket and um, Chet Hanks' disrespectful ass gets up and starts filming, screaming, world star. Because, um, of course. Yes, that's something that Chet Hanks would do. You know, he probably he, he probably wasn't even acting at that point. You know, so so Miles, Bra- Miles Brown and Sebastian starts to uh, get up and sneak out. And the family kind of like sees him. And um, Devin asks Sebastian if they are scaring him because they think they're scaring the white folks away. You all need to calm down right now. Look, you're scaring the white people. Uh, no, 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 no. We just have to go. Hey, small man, we scaring you? It's okay. We just said this is how we said. And Miles is like, no, we just gotta leave. And um, and Devin asks, are we little man? Are we scaring you? And um, Devin, I mean, Bash nods. Hell yeah, nigga. And Bash nods that we that he that he is scared. But Devin says it's okay. We're just sad. This is how we sad. I felt that. 
I felt that right there mm-hmm. because um, tell you about myself. Like I've, of course, I've been to many a black funeral. A fight has not, an actual a physical fight has not broke out, broke out. But I have seen arguments happen at funerals. It happened, it happened at wakes and absolutely you know, surrounding. Yeah. Surrounding the death of a, a family member and people start oh, cussing yeah. each other's out. And Listen, it's we're just... not Caribbean. None of not three of us are not Caribbean, but we are black and we are also from the South. So we mm-hmm. we, we know a little bit about this too. Right. So I that's so I felt that in that particular mm-hmm. in that particular aspect. Um, I like hated the oh, white people are looking at y'all type thing. Like y'all are scaring the white people. I didn't like that part, but yeah. Yeah, I, I feel you. I, I feel got it, that. but like that's how old that's how old black folks are gonna look at it. Like y'all scaring the white folks. Stop. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So um, on the way back home, Miles uh, is driving and he's and he starts to hum Trini to the bone because he was imagining those fine ass dancers. And Brown Listen, just like put, he was already listening to the like the trappist of trap music at the beginning of the episode. So, yeah, mm. I, he never really seemed that bothered through the entire episode. So, yeah, Miles is not down, but he but he appreciates the culture. You know, right. So right. probably the type that Jamel would kiss back in the day. Oh, <laughs> nigga, stop. It would probably be more like Chad Hakes. Go ahead. <laughs> OK, right <laughs> on, right on. My bad. That, that, I think this actually works, Jamel. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's actually worse. I mean, yeah. the fact that that she put her <laughs> black woman lips on a white man, it don't. Oh it, my it's bad. god! Can we it's please? Bad can we please all, move on? At all As terms. you put your black <laughs> ass on how many? Edit that out, you Edit that, you Powder pussies. I mean, first off, <laughs> pussies. How many? Too many. First off, hold on. First off, wet because we we know what how you get down. <laughs> We're you all black the when the lights go. The we all black when the lights go out, Jamel. No, the fuck we not. Ew. That's why they're allowed to say the n word. <sighs> why did we fire at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that night. That night, Miles bids a good night to Sebastian. He says that Sebastian can sleep with them um, if he wants to, but Sebastian is fine because Sylvia taught him how to sleep by himself because uh, she's a black mama and black mamas ain't got time for all of that. No. My girls are asleep right now. Mm, in their own beds. In their respective rooms. Seba- so Sebastian... Uh, says good night to his dad. I love you. And then he also says good night to Sylvia. That broke my heart. Mm-hmm. And he's saying it to the empty chair next to him that Sylvia's ghost is definitely Sylvia. I was about to say, like, ghosts are the theme of, like, you, Juwan, you seriously, like, no, like, go, like, I don't, I'm, I'm rambling, but like, no, you're on to something with the whole ghost thing for this entire season. Yeah. Oh, yes. Her ghost is definitely in that chair. So, oh, um, Comforting him and rubbing his back in a circle. Mm-hmm. And so in the marital bed, uh, Miles and Brownwin are discussing the events at the funeral. Um, Brownwin is concerned about the way they are raising their child or lack thereof and mm. how he would treat them in the future. Because he she doesn't want him to grow up resenting them because they're not in his because they're not as connected to him as Sylvia and her family was. Um, and so and so also, 
Yeah, well, I'll just say this. Sebastian seems to have a deeper connection to Sylvia's family. He knows some of them by name, and because she had asked him who he wants to, who, uh, where he wants to be when he grows up. He says he wants to play steel drum, like what was it, Uncle Samuel? Uncle Samuel, yes. Mm-hmm. And that is a real, that's a real person. Yes. So in the steel pan, steel pan, steel pan, steel pan drum. So, um, and I know Miles. I left it out, but Miles. Basically says like we're there for him. We're we, he I, he can handle it. We are there. We are there for them for him. Uh, we're doing a good job, etc. We do the right thing. What? Of course we did. I just. I mean, people were screaming, and and then the way that that, that woman that I was yelling at her mother. I never want Sebastian to feel that way. Like we weren't there for him. No, we were there for him today when he needed us. We were there for him. We are there for him. Look, I know Sebastian and I know that he can handle what he saw today. I know he'll be fine. You know, when I was putting Sebastian to bed tonight, I asked him, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, I want to play steel pan like Uncle Samuel. I don't even... uh, Uncle Samuel? I don't know what that is. Who's Uncle Samuel? I don't know. Was he there today? I don't know. Uh, and I'm like, mm, not really. Mm-hmm. But um, but in the middle of the night, they are awoken by a loud, uh, by some loud, aggressive knocking at the door this time. Yeah, that was a lot. Mm. That was a lot. Like it was full on like five minutes of knocking. Uh, and it doesn't stop until he gets to like so Miles like gets to the last step, and once again when he opens the door, no one is outside, but that same envelope that has been trying to been trying to be delivered to them a couple of times before is still is there again. Miles finally uh, opens it and it is revealing portraits of Sylvia and Sebastian. Uh, at the family picture day at school uh, that they did not go to, and the last and the last photo that we see is of Sylvia and Sebastian looking directly into the camera. Camera, hence looking directly at Miles. Both mm-hmm. and they both have that same judgmental smirk on their faces. Mm-hmm. And Miles kind of like is kind of like pondering and looks, and I believe that he is realizing. How much him, how much he, him and Brownwin have a lack of presence in Sebastian's life. Absolutely. Um, and I think, and ultimately, I think that is the moral of the episode where Donald, where Where's your damn children. Yes, what Donald and Jordan was trying to say is that they're discon, basically they're disconnected as parents, and they need to do a better job. And I think ultimately. That's what that's the, gonna be the legacy of Sylvia on this family's life. That An they English are damn breakfast for a five year old. 
Give yeah. that little boy a pancake, some cut up banana, and mm-hmm. maybe some bacon or ham on the side. Like, stop. <laughs> Get yeah. out of here. All right. So I think that's the that's the moral of the episode. I don't like like I said in the beginning. I don't think it's like a um that is like looking down. Not looking down. I don't think it's there is um taking whiteness to task so much as it like you taking these particular parents or taking bad parenting in a in a in a sense to to task. Cause, and that's the thing because nothing that Sylvia did was negative. Like she raised him. She raised him. She raised him to have like to do everything like nice. It just wasn't the way that they were raised, but it wasn't a bad thing, you know. So they, it was just something that they weren't used to. So they were just trying to like adjust, I guess I should say. Yeah. Like at like, I, I don't know. Am I making sense? Yeah, you making sense. Yeah, they were just like, okay, it's not bad. She wasn't doing anything wrong or anything mm-hmm. untoward. It was just like. Okay, he is very Caribbean right now, and mm. I don't know how we can continue this. Mm. That's kind of how I took that. Yeah, but I, I think that the end, at the end, I think the lasting impression of the legacy of Sylvia is for these parents to, like, like you said, also finally be involved in his life in a meaningful in a meaningful way. And hopefully, I know they will never revisit this well, but, you know, hopefully that is like something that parents that are watching this can kind of like take that to heart as well. Oh, regardless of how Sebastian you is going to be Jack Harlow 2.0. <laughs> That's it. I expect mm. to hear him on the remix of Industry Baby. <laughs> like Devin says, I stock home myself into liking this episode, but I think it was a good episode. Genuinely a good episode. It wasn't. <laughs> wasn't my favorite. But I do like the end result of it after watching it like 10 times. <laughs> I think that's where I am, too. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't my favorite. Right. So we do have a have a little bit of feedback. It is on the Facebook group listeners. If you are in um are in our Facebook group, you can uh, or you can. If if you want to be in our Facebook group, you can go to Facebook, um, the Facebook website, search for Edit That Out. You will find our Facebook page, uh, Edit That Out, and you will also find our Facebook group for Edit That Out, and you can join, in, um, and we will uh, let you in. And the feedback that we got from that comes from um, Tiffany. Hey, girl. Hey, boo. So Tiffany says, this episode was hilarious. The funeral was chef's kiss. Uh, I need someone smarter than me to explain the end. It was voodoo, wasn't it? <laughs> mm. I don't know if it was voodoo. I mean, me and Jamel are of the opinion that that Sylvia was definitely there, and it was a and she was that a baby's bag. Yeah, and who it was not necessarily explained who it was or. Delivering the package. I don't know. I don't want to go to. I don't want to go to voodoo because that's a real religion. So I don't want to go there. But yeah, I believe that Sylvia was a ghost. And and she also ends by saying, "I'm glad Chet Hanks found him something safe to do." He's <laughs> 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 oh, gonna be in some other black shit um, on Netflix or something. I think coming up. I can't remember. Is he really? Yeah, I can't remember. He was on Curb Your Enthusiasm for a little while too. Oh yeah. Um. Well, he's not bad. 
No, he's not a bad actor. You know, he's just he, he's just kind of he's a bad person. Shit. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just shit. a piece of shit. So, White boy summer. Don't think I forgot that shit. Uh, and we also got some feedback in the form of a voice message. So, listeners, earlier I interviewed uh, Melissa Youngblood from uh, the episode The Big Payback. And after our interview was over, we talked for a little while longer and we actually talked, me and her actually talked about this episode. So she left us a little message um, that I'm going to play for you right now. The Sylvia was, Sylvia, I saw it as a, because I was um, recently taught um, uh, stereotypical characters in um, entertainment. I teach that uh, Mm -hmm. segment on that with my eighth graders. And I was I taught them about the Mammy character mm-hmm. and the you know which evolved into the nanny or the 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 mother figure black mother figure who's taking care of the white children, mm-hmm. but um and how his um as part of the stereotype of Mammy she loved her white kids mm-hmm. and she n- neglected her own kids. So I thought that was very interesting when her daughter felt so neglected and angry at her and that she was so loved by the community and mm-hmm. and everybody else but her own children were like, you know, the son didn't really express too much, but the daughter was just like, you were for everybody else, worried about everybody else taking care of everybody else, but what about me? Right. And I, I just, I thought that part made me cry, actually. I was mm-hmm. like, and that's how it is with so many women. I, I can look at my grandmother. She was a nan, she nanny and she worked for a white, a white family and she loved and adored them. Mm-hmm. But when it came to um, her family, she loved us, but it wasn't the same adoration, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know. I just, I just, I loved it. Thank you to Melissa for that wonderful message. So, but anyway, listeners, uh, thank you very much for listening. If you also want to leave us feedback uh, for um, the podcast, you can do so by emailing us at etopod at gmail.com. That again is etopod at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voice message at 205-304-1655. You can follow us on our social media channels like I already mentioned, Facebook. You can also, also follow us on Twitter at edit that out one and with that being said jamel where can they find you on the internet you can find me on twitter at jamel my bell that is j-a-m-e-l-l-e-m-y-b-e-l-l-e if you're trying to find me on instagram it's the same trying to get my followers up (laughs) and uh yeah that's it don't worry about finding me nowhere else and uh, I, I need to know if the listeners found the yellow uh, dress picture of Jamel. Oh, my God. <laughs> is that one exists? Yeah, there yeah. is. I actually oh. bought another yellow outfit, too. All mm. right. Post that on the IG as soon as possible. Oh no, we, no, she can't post it on the IG. I'm we're not. Gonna, I'm not. If y'all want on. that, if y'all want that, y'all got to post it. Oh, right, 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 right. And right, I will right, have right. my feet out. Right, right on. Want, hey, be- I will show feet if y'all pay money, okay? Yeah, let's go on a Patreon. So, My husband approved of that. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, nothing above the ankle, though. <laughs> that is my best friend. To the show feet, nothing above the ankle. Okay. <laughs> That's, that is true.
Also, uh, Devin, where can they find you? On Twitter at Devin Lamar. With two R's. Talk about it. And you can find me on The Quiet Storm. Twitter at JTD. That is J-A-Y-T-E-E-D-E-E. And you can also follow me on TikTok at Chef JTD, where I post my cooking videos. I posted a couple of a couple of them. I got a few of them I got to edit and um, put out there. But uh, it's it's um, good content. So if you like cooking, you enjoy food. You and can, undercooked steaks. Um, steak is okay. perfect. It's not undercooked. It's medium fucking rare. Okay. That's not cooked. Um, that's delicious. Now I want steak. <laughs> Let me see if Uber Eats got steak available. At ele- oh, it's a 10. I was going to say at 11 o'clock at night. I'm sure and um, where she lives, I'm sure. Um, but once again, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate you. If you also want to support us, I did open up uh, listener support on Anchor. So if you scroll down to the bottom of my show notes and you like this and you like what we hear, just throw up a, throw us um throw us a dollar, dollar or two. If you throw us but, any more, I'll show feet. Mm, mm, you gonna that's that's gonna be for the big bucks right there. And if you like dudes, they'll show feet. <laughs> Not these. So anyway, I was about to say Jawan will. <laughs> Hey, y'all better go get a damn pedicure. If they like niggas, y'all better show feet. Oh, that's it. Well, okay, well, you know, anything for some change. I'm well, so big. <laughs> I'm, I'm single. I can <laughs> out here. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, we whoa. are. We are, no, we're not, this is not OnlyFans, nigga. So. I mean, if they if they drop enough, I will drop a, a attachment one in anybody's <laughs> inbox if they need it. If they drop the right price. Oh, oh, all right, all right. You get that JPEG uploaded into that bitch. I was just saying. You're going to get the airdrop? Right. (laughs) They're going to airdrop the Devin's beach. Lickman. All I just know is, ladies, zoom in. Okay, zoom in. That's all I say. Because I'm not not hung. I'm not Hungarian. I'm not done with the Ozark finale. I'm not done with the Ozark final season, y'all. Oh, I'm sorry. I gotta go. Uh, I got to. I have to actually. This is time. all out. I haven't even started. I started like the first, the, the first episode of the last Ooh, season. So. Grilled steak salad, baby. There you go. There you go. About to say you gonna order a salad? You just get the steak. Well, once again, this was thank you very much for listening. We appreciate you. We're coming out with some uh, great content in the future. We do appreciate you for uh, listening, uh, listening to this, and hope you have a good week. And we wish you a uh, farewell. Peace. Farewell. Bye-bye. Big up, big up the whole island massive. It's your boy Chatana coming straight from the Golden Globes, you know what I'm saying? Me finna find a Tom Hanks position and I want to forward come. Big up, tune in. Yo, big up the youth them way out of Kingston. Me wake up this morning and me see the thing turn up. Internet gone mad. Respect, you don't know. Me soon forward a yard. Booyaka, booyaka. It's about to be a white boy summer. Edit that out.